0: Nina, something that, that just comes to mind is the amount of hair we have in our home.
1: We do have a lot of ladies in the house. We
0: do, and um, it's something that, that I've had to grow grow more accustomed to, especially in light of my lack of hair. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just all the the hair product, the brushes.
1: I do see some of your, you know, you have some beard hair going on, so... Yeah. I do see those around.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, that's, that's becoming more and more frequent, uh, me losing my, my beard hair. But uh, let's, let's move on. Um, so uh, something I had to do earlier, which is something I try to do often, is I needed to flip over the vacuum cleaner because there's, there's a certain amount of hair that, that gets into the vacuum cleaner and it becomes less effective in its functionality so about a, once a week once every two weeks yeah, i about once
1: a week really a week. yeah
0: and, and i try to clean it out and some of our some of our girls are starting to do it as well yeah but the reason i bring this up is i think you and i have a very similar desire for cleanliness in our home and so at some point in time in our 20 plus years of marriage we've come together and said this is what we desire from our home but cleaning out the vacuum is a part of how I show up to match my actions with that agreement.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, is there anything else you've seen regarding hair that that I have to show up, or that's kind of one of my roles?
1: Definitely the drain. I'm very thankful that you do the drain.
0: So, so there are times where you walk in when I'm I'm cleaning out a drain, and you're just you're disgusted and you want to run out, and and to be honest, it's it's really gross. <laughs> but again. There's some point in time in our marriage that we've said, this is what we desire as a couple in regarding hair of all things in the world to be talking about to start a podcast. I've chosen to show up to make sure that the vacuums are cleaned out so that we can keep the house clean and, in drudging out <laughs> all of the hair from our, from our drains. So they'll work properly so they work properly and what i want to acknowledge though is that in our agreement as we've shown up to be consistent in our agreement that this is what we desire for our home you show up in different ways to apply um to apply yourself to do certain jobs so that our agreement on what we want for our home continues right
1: yeah
0: and in in some ways ways that i don't show up in the same way. So, as we kind of continue to talk over this podcast, we're going to be talking about consistency, consistency of agreement, and consistency of application. Both are super important in our marriages and our families.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, friends, welcome to the Encourage, Inspire podcast. My name is Nina.
0: And I am Nathan, and as we've already stated today, we're talking about consistency, and specifically two types of consistency. Consistency of agreement, where a husband and wife are on the same page about what they want and what they expect, and then consistency of application, actually living out life in such a way where they match their actions with what they've stated as they're agreed upon, things that they want to focus on. And so as we continue to talk about this, we are going to answer some important questions about how do we live this out in life.
1: Our passion is building faithful families. Thank you for walking alongside us as we share stories and talk about the lessons we are learning.
0: Do you remember before we were getting married when we went to the Burger King (laughs) and we had I don't know how long we talked. Do you remember? How I'm long not we...
1: sure. Maybe an hour, but I don't know. Maybe might longer.
0: Have, might have been more. We, we basically had a list of things that we wanted to be on the same page about, right? So in thinking about marriage and thinking about spending our lives together, laboring through that, we wanted to make sure we were in agreement on, I think finances was something that came up. We even talked about what bills we anticipated having to pay for. Do you remember any of the other things we talked about?
1: We knew that I was going to be doing an internship that wasn't paid. And we both had one semester left of school. And so we were trying to figure out with our schedules and our finances, how will we live? You know, will we be able to survive? And what kind of income are we, are we bringing in? But also, what are the expenses that would be going out?
0: So so we really had to, we kind of had a process. We, we wrote down the important things we needed to talk about. We, we sat in the booth, we went through the items, we talked about it, and there were probably some hard things that we had to work through, I imagine.
1: I don't know. I think we were excited that you know we wanted to be together and we wanted to get married. And so, I don't know. I don't remember it being a, hard, a difficult conversation.
0: But, but isn't it interesting because of our desire to be together, we were willing to work through that? Like, it it didn't, like, I I guess I agree with you. I don't remember walking away going, man, that was awful. Well,
1: I think we walked away, we were excited because we were like, hey, this can really, like, this will work and we can get married at this time and have that last semester being married. And it'll actually, it was actually going to help us both financially because I wasn't paying out uh, rent.
0: I wasn't rent, paying and, rent as well at that well we were, were both paying rent separately. But
1: right. And so together, you know, we could put our money together and then it it saved. And it helped me because I think one of the reasons why it was exciting is because I knew I was gonna be gone with my internship plus have some school work to do on top of that and um our, our time together was going to be very limited that semester of school, and it, it gave us the opportunity to have more time together than we would have if we were living separately as well. So I think there was just a lot of excitement about, hey, this can work, and this is how we're going to come together to make it work.
0: Do you think if we hadn't had that conversation, A, we would have been able to work through some of those next couple of months and the challenges in the same way or do you think that being on the same page and being in agreement about next steps kind of propelled us in, in a positive direction
1: I definitely think it propelled us in a positive direction because we both we were on like you said we were on the same page with hey how's how are we going to do this moving forward how what will this look like and so we knew what to expect i'm sure there were there were actually, I know there were things that came up in months to follow that were not part of our plan, but having having already discussed the things we did, we could control, mm. um, was was a good step for us.
0: Okay, so we've we've mentioned a very specific example in our life, and and to be honest, we've have to come back multiple times over being married over two decades. And coming back and making sure we're in agreement. So, you know, we were thinking through finances for the first couple of months of marriage. We had talked a little bit about how we wanted to raise kids, but once you start getting closer to that part of life, you know, we have we've had new conversations and deeper conversations about other things. So we we've we've worked through that, but do you think most couples are really on the same page? Because because again, this podcast is about consistency. And this first section is consistency of agreement. We're talking about two different people, different personalities, different expectations, different family cultures they've come from. And they're coming together to be in agreement Hmm. so that they can move forward in life. Do you think that most couples are in agreement?
1: I don't know if I can answer that because accurately. I appreciate your honesty. (laughs) Tell me the however. (laughs) However, I do think that if a couple, if they are not communicating, mm. whether it be um, expectations that they they want from their marriage, or expectations about finances, expectations about raising kids, expectations about the roles of the husband and wife in the house,
0: intimacy between intimacy. A and I wife. mean,
1: if you don't have any of those conversations at all, then yeah, you each person's going to come into the relationship with expectations or or at least like thoughts on what they think the other person should be doing.
0: And some of that's based on what they've seen people in their life doing. Not yeah. that they've ever communicated this is what I want or expect, but they they expect it because they've seen it play or out that way.
1: Or they've seen something and they don't want it done mm. that way, and so they they're looking for something from their spouse to be different but they've never they've never talked about that with their spouse. And so and that those are tough conversations to have because you you do have to be vulnerable and open up what's going on inside your heart. And sometimes I think people are afraid that they may not be accepted or what what they're thinking might be um uh, it takes practice. Oh We've and so, talked about practice a lot. <laughs> so I think I think it's just it's practice of communicating. Um and even after twenty plus years, there's still hard things we have to communicate about. Um but it it, it brings us closer when we do that.
0: Now you brought up communication again, and I'm a hundred percent on board with that. In order to be in agreement, typically you have to have communication. Right. So so we communicate first, we communicate what's on our mind what we want what we desire what we expect and then you have at least you know in a husband wife relationship two people bringing those things to the the table right
1: right but you know what i was thinking is that just because you have a certain expectation that doesn't mean your spouse can actually meet that expectation mm-hmm. and so i think i think there's some compromise that needs to take place if if the if the spouse can't make meet those expectations Uh, we might, we might be setting her or I don't know, we might be,
0: I think you're setting somebody up for failure. Yeah. So, so uh, again, uh, I guess what we're saying is the first step is communicating where you're at. Yes. The consistency of agreement is where you're going to start moving forward. Yeah. So, so where you're at, where I'm at could be on two different pages, maybe not even in the same book, but when we want to achieve consistency of agreement, we're trying to figure out how to take both of our expectations and desires and wants and how we've seen life and how do we now start, I don't I don't know if start fresh is the right word, but start on a strong foundation together, agreeing on what's, what's next.
1: I'm glad that you said strong foundation because I think something else that I was thinking about is that even when we were at burger king that that night talking about how did how can we move forward is you know will this work but also first giving it to the lord praying together about it and both of us seeking the lord and i think we both felt like the lord was calling us to marriage mm-hmm. and and i know we were, i know you know that that's what the lord was calling us too. And so we were trying to figure out, okay, so how do we make it work then on, on this side of things? And you know what? Sometimes the Lord also works miraculously and and does things. If we're seeking Him, He He makes things happen that we can't make happen.
0: I like that. Now, as we're living life out with Jesus being our forever boss, He can make things happen that we can't make happen. It doesn't mean that we don't be active in this True. process. So I, for me personally, that agreement is an active process. Reaching the consistency of agreement is not a passive process, but us actively pursuing the Lord's direction, but then actively pursuing unity and consistency with each other mm. um, in, in life. I'm going to admit something that I felt maybe was a, a weakness in my life thinking over the past couple of decades there were times that i would try to communicate something to you and i wouldn't communicate it as directly as possible mm. now when when i think about our life overseas we saw two different people groups in indonesia and one people group was the javanese people group and on the outside you would think they're the the polite the calm the reserved always smiling but something we noticed about the Javanese people is they would kind of like sometimes, not always, I don't want to generalize, but oftentimes they would not directly approach a topic, but they'd kind of go behind and circle around a couple of times. And it was their way of doing things. And I've seen myself in life communicating that way even before I knew the Javanese culture. Mm-hmm. Now, the Sumatran culture was very different. <laughs> More direct. More northern. Yeah, like the comparison between how, how somebody from New England would approach a topic versus maybe somebody from the South in the United States. But more direct, appeared to be more aggressive, less concerned about feelings. But when they communicated something, you knew what they were thinking. And it's interesting to me is that, you know, those are things that we have to take into consideration. But something I've noticed, though, is... When I keep it, uh, you know, the acronym KISS, keep it short and simple. When I keep it as direct as possible, as honest as possible, as simple as possible, and not try to use flowery words to imply things, it seems like it makes a better impact. Hmm. Would you agree with that?
1: I think so, because sometimes I think when you... not just you, like, I mean, if someone tries to go around and, and, hint at things rather than just coming out and saying what you're feeling or how you're processing something, they can, you can work through it easier because the other person may not pick up on those hints or they may not know what you're actually trying to really get at with the, the implied comments or whatever that is. Um, and so if you're more direct, it might be hard at first or in the moment, but then in, the, in long-term thinking, it's going to work out just a little bit easier, even though at first it's hard.
0: So so we have to acknowledge that we can't read the minds of our spouses, right? Right. Being more direct doesn't give us um, license to be mean yes. and belligerent. And, and we're not saying, we're not equating directness with mistreating our spouses or family members or anybody else but but i I agree with you that being direct in a godly caring way is a lot more effective perhaps
1: that's what i was going to say more effective
0: than walking around an item or a topic or a discussion and and both people being confused so (laughs) that that leads me to another question generally speaking have we had situations where i as your husband and you as my wife that just our perception of a matter we show up and we just have no idea what each other's talking about
1: i mean we have those times cuz we're human right like we're there there's still things that we have to work on for for example there's been a few times in conversations we've had where i feel like we're communicating about something and either like maybe I'm trying to 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 talk to you about something and you're not you, you're not getting it. I'm
0: not getting it.
1: <laughs> and this really wasn't that that long ago in our marriage that we figured this out, but it I mean, we were we probably had already been talking I don't even remember what we were talking about, but we'd been probably talking for an hour and and it was getting frustrating for me. And then some, for whatever reason, I answered a why question for you.
0: You told me why you were motivated. You told me a reason behind the conversation. And it opened up my eyes. Not my just my eyes, but my heart, my mind. It <laughs> it kind of it, tell your side of like, what what did the switch look like after well, you? Well, you're
1: like, oh, like, and then everything was fine at that, like after <laughs> that. and And for me in that moment like myself or my like sinful part of me was like mad because <laughs> I was like, I, I feel like I've been saying this the whole time, but I answered a different question that you needed. and and I have found that even for our kids or for whatever, whatever the conversation is, if I can answer a why for you, a why question for you, it, it just resonates a lot better for you, and 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 some of that, some of those issues don't even
0: don't come up. And so, so I want to play two sides of that. That helps me be in agreement with you when I understand your why. Now. I- At the same time, you are not using – you're not just jumping into a conversation going, well, I'm going to get the why out of the way so I can shut Nathan (laughs) up. I've never felt like you've done that. So you're not using that against me. You're not using that as a tool to attack me. Mm. You're using that to know me better and let me know you better.
1: And I'm still working on it. I don't do a great job of it even now because that's not the way I think normally. And so I'm trying to – help you with that though I'm, I mean I'm trying to help our communication
0: you're desiring for us to be in agreement yeah and be consistent in our agreement and I, this this is for any relationship like we're, we're focusing on our marriage relationship right as mm-hmm. husband and wife but really for any relationship you have to realize that there's these nuances and you can know people for years or decades and you're still learning about that person and how to communicate better with them And, uh, you know, I just, I think though, as we show up as husband and wife and we look at the exact same situation, kind of like the why question, why, I mean, that's important for me, but you show up and you need other questions answered and you show up and you see it with a different perspective. Mm. And so we are uniquely made. We are diverse in our, in the way we process life. Mm. And so it's an adventure to figure out how to be consistent in an agreement. And it's not a light switch that you figure it out once and yeah. it's forever fixed. Right. We continue to have to work on this. And so uh, husbands and wives, this is an adventure, often a life. Well, we hope it's a lifelong adventure, right? Right. right. Um, that takes time, effort, and energy. So as we're desiring to be in agreement with each other, we've talked about the freedom to communicate. What advice would you give other kids people, any relationship, but especially a husband-wife relationship, to get to the point where you have the freedom to really communicate the hard things that you want to talk about. And I think for me, one of the first things I think of is I have to acknowledge that I'm fallen in my human nature I'm only redeemed because of Jesus Christ, and when I look at you, I have to look at you not only as my wife, not only as the mother of my children, but you are a child of of God. Mm. And when I, when God looks at you, He sees His daughter, and I want to look at you and and honor you in in that same way. And I know that that's your desire for me. So, like getting my mind right in that regard helps me know how to communicate the hard things together.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that. For me, anyway, I agree with what you said, but also just I think one way to to get on the same page or to try try to start those hard conversations is through prayer together. Hmm. There's just something about prayer that allows you to talk to God first about this hard matter, but also to let God work through your heart to have these hard discussions
0: and and, um i'm gonna try to be vague in case there's kids listening (laughs) you you, i I think you find me more physically attractive when you see me leading you spiritually yeah so when i'm showing up before the lord it, it it not only impacts our spiritual connection our emotional connection but it impacts our physical connection right and and so um you know it's so amazing. The world is trying to distract us from the things that matter most, from from our time with God, from our our spiritual connectedness. Mm. And but 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 focusing the right time on the right things helps in this agreement, in this consistency that we're trying to build together.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I I think like you said earlier, just practicing <laughs> communicating, um, not just in the in the absolute hardest times. Right we need to be practicing all the time.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Is there anything that you've seen us do that, that you think helps us out? I I guess one thing I would think of is is we've done devotions together as a couple Mm -hmm. and, and we answer those questions, right? Yeah. What does that mean to you when we, we spend, you know, a couple of moments just talking about important matters in our life?
1: Well, I think it connects us spiritually to one another and what, like, like what you said earlier that, that just really means a lot to me. I, I want to be connected not only as physical beings, you know, with one another, but on that spiritual level. And I want to know that as you lead our family, you're seeking the Lord. And so and then when we're when we're doing those things together, I'm a I'm a quality time person. So I think it also just fills my love my love tank in that way because it's it's very intentional. Like, we're getting to know each other better. We answer questions that come come with the, those topics. And it, it helps us learn more about each other. And, and so that's, I think that's one of the reasons I like it.
0: And to that point, there are things that have happened in the last couple of years where we both have these aha moments. Like, I didn't really realize that to that degree. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't realize that at all. And so, again, lifelong adventure and um, we're still learning about each other. Now, I, I think we're kind of, you know, the, the hardest the hardest question, I think, for this part of the podcast and our consistency of agreement is, so what are we going to do? Or what do we do? Or what do we recommend people doing if they are not in agreement?
1: First, they need to seek the Lord um and i would say first ask the lord to to work on your heart and your spouse's heart so that you both can come and have these hard discussions together with a with a heart that's been impacted by the lord
0: so i'm going to i'm going to be a little honry are you saying to come in and pray to god make my spouse think the way i think is that what you mean i know that's not what you mean but i want to give you a chance to because there's people listening right now they're like, okay, Nina told me to pray to ask God to have that person's heart changed. That doesn't mean we we direct our will on their will.
1: No because you know when I think about that, I guess I'm thinking of some of the verses that talk about how our thoughts are not God's thoughts and his like his ways are not our ways. And so I want, you to follow the Lord and, and, you know, be more like Christ. I want to be more like Christ. And so I have to have the Lord change my heart to, to first make sure that I'm seeing you in that way. Am I seeing you the way Christ sees you? Am I, and when I pray for you, I want to be. I don't want to impose my will on you. I I want the Lord to direct our steps. And so if maybe it's my heart that needs to be changed um in in the matter, but if I'm praying for my heart and your heart that that it's the Lord's steps that we take, then that's what I want out of the out of my prayer.
0: I'm not calling you my enemy and I'm not calling yeah, I don't I'm not saying you're calling me your enemy but aren't there verses that talk about praying for the hearts of like those who hate us? Yeah, and, and when we start to pray for those who hate us, and that's not what I'm saying is, is the status of where we're at right now. But I know that there's couples that struggle with contempt and possibly hate when you start praying for somebody that you are emotionally at war with and you really pray for them your heart changes for that person.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Lord softens your heart.
0: So it's almost as if God shows up and answers a prayer by changing us first. Yes. Before we maybe ever see a result or a change in our, in our spouse's life.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's what we really want, but we also want to be connected, you know, as I want to be connected to you and I want to be on the same page as you. And and sometimes it, it takes some time and just being before the Lord and, and sometimes that's being before the Lord together. Yes. Um.
0: Separately and together. Yeah. But, but, okay, let's, let's add another layer of it. So we need to be before the Lord individually. We need to be before the Lord as a couple, but we need to be before the Lord in community. Yes. And, and there are these yes. times where, when we're struggling and we're battling with our spouse and we need to be open and honest in a, body of believers where we are asking for additional prayer and asking for advice and um, receiving godly counsel from other people as we as we work through these Mm -hmm. things
1: yeah definitely
0: so we've been talking about consistency of agreement now this part that part that part's challenging because you have to get your mind's Connected together on the same page in your hearts, in your hearts, 100. percent all, all, all of who you are connected. Yeah. In in agreement. Now it would seem like that's the most challenging part. I think consistency of application is just as challenging. So I'm going to give a very simple example. Let's think about parenting. You and I are both on the same page about a specific action that we say we will not allow we will come in and correct in a godly way. You've had a long day. (laughs) I've had a long day. You want to sit on the couch. I want to sit on the couch. Our human nature says, let's just pull out our phones and veg. And one of our kids does the thing that we said we will not tolerate. Okay, now we have to show up. (laughs) We've agreed mentally. Now are we consistent in our application? And that's what this next part of of the podcast that we want to talk about. So in light of that, Nina, what do you think? Are, are, are we 50, 50? Like, is that, is that the math we play that you show up 50%, I show up 50%, we make a hundred percent and <laughs> it doesn't really work. Why do you feel like that math doesn't work out?
1: One day I might not have even 50% to give and you might have more to give or vice versa. And I think that's part of coming together as a team. Or it may not even be that I don't have, it's not that I don't have the energy to give, but maybe I don't I don't have the right words or I don't have, I, I need your help in communicating something that I know that you can communicate better than I can or you can connect better with a child if we're talking about a parenting situation. And... And so I think there's times where even like when we talked about in our sickness podcast, if you're not feeling well, if you have a headache, you're not going to be able to come to the table with the same capacity. Even You're not even at 50%. And so sometimes we come in at, different, at a higher percentage and, and need to, depending on the situation that we're experiencing.
0: So I think the best way to describe this is we need to be 100% of capacity.
1: But we're not always at 100%.
0: Well, I guess what I'm saying is the capacity is the the amount that we can actually give, but we need to be willing to give 100% of what we can give. I might not have the capacity to give, you know— on a, on a healthy day when my head is functioning the way it needs to, I can show up in a different way. But even when I'm not doing well, I I want to be as – man, this is challenging. I want to be as as present as I can be to as much as I can be all the time, I guess.
1: I know, but I don't know if that's always – I'm not sure that's always possible. I think
0: – well, let's back up. Like in the sickness situation, I'm not a I'm I'm not a hundred percent of a hundred percent. Right. When I'm healthy though, I could I could have a hundred percent ability, but I only give you fifty percent of it. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. I want to, to, to the degree I can be available, I need to try to be available mm. to hundred percent of that degree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So so instead of us thinking of our marriage as fifty fifty, yeah. What I prefer us to do is we're hundred percent committed. both of us. Yes. Now, to your point that you stated earlier, can I give you all that I want to give you when I'm not feeling well? No. You know, um, as we process difficult situations and challenging times in life, we both show up and and can't give all that we want to give. Mm. Um, But as we think through Life, we need to be showing up and giving as much as we can in each of those situations consistently. Yeah. Are we on the same page? I think so. Okay. So like back to the the, um, the child situation where a kid is doing something that is not what we want. We would both prefer to sit on the couch. We'd prefer to both gel and chill and, and uh, kind of get away for a moment. But we both need to be ready to step in and stop behaviors that are not desirable that that helps prevent kids harming themselves i mean (laughs) you know if if uh the stove's on i don't want to like not be aware that our youngest is like climbing up a ladder and wanting to jump on the stove he wouldn't do that because we've shown up consistently to go
1: that uh, would not be a good thing to do that
0: would not be a good thing to do but but it's not just about our minds now It's about how do we live out what we've committed to do mentally? How do we actually do those things physically? But what are some of the barriers? Like what stops us? Maybe we are in agreement, but what stops us? What are some of those things in life that you feel like stops us from applying those things consistently in our lives?
1: I think tiredness can affect that.
0: You're 100% <laughs>
1: just being tired. You know, you're, you can be mentally tired, physically tired, and, and it's just, tired. well, and emotionally tired. And you, you don't want to show up where you, <laughs> it's hard to show up. It's like, I can't, I don't even feel like I can deal with whatever the situation is right now. And, and so I think tiredness definitely is a barrier.
0: The wild child of tiredness, in my uh, opinion, is is busyness. Mm. So, so I'm too tired to consistently apply what I've spoken with you about. What we want to apply, and then I just fill my life with busyness, mm-hmm. and I despise it when I say I'm busy. I, 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 am gonna say it. I just I hate that so much to the point where there's so many things that I'm filling my life with and it makes me need to evaluate like as a, as a father and you as a mother of a big family, right? Mm -hmm. We are so susceptible to busyness Mm -hmm. because we have more people that we can be busy with, Mm -hmm. but we have to figure out how to guard and and create that time that we need together. Buffer time, buffer time with each other, with our families so that we can consistently show up and that not be an excuse. Mm -hmm. Um, another thing I'm thinking of going back to the uh, consistency of agreement, miscommunication. Mm. We are just misunderstanding. Misunderstanding, but uh, like the, the partner of misunderstanding and miscommunication is just lack of communication.
1: Sometimes, but sometimes it's it's just we could be talking about something, and if I ask some clarifying questions, I'm like, "Oh, well, I thought you meant this," and so sometimes it's just truly a misunderstanding. Of, of just hey, we need to talk about this more to to figure out is this what you're saying or or am i am I misunderstanding the situation just because we we do come into we come to the table with just different ways we process life, information and so we we have to talk about that. Is this what you're you know ask clarifying questions sometimes
0: and I'm on the same page with that. what I'm saying is... What if you've reached a point in a relationship where you've stopped communicating?
1: Yeah, that's that's unhealthy for sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but but th- that's what I'm saying is, is people who have stopped communicating because it's perceived to be too challenging or too hard.
1: Yeah. I mean, once you stop communicating, then... You,
0: you can't be in agreement. You can't apply the things correctly.
1: You anymore. can't even... You can't... You can't live life well at all. Mm. Because a marriage takes both people showing up to you gotta communicate even even when it's when it's hard and challenging to do so.
0: One more thing I that came to mind for me is the belief that things won't change. Mm. And and that could actually be the belief that I can't change. Or I might project it towards you and other people in my life, the belief that other people can't change. Mm. But, but if we get to a point where, well, what's the good of, of trying to be in agreement? What's the good of trying to be consistent in our application? Because I'm no good. I can't ever be different. And so a part of this is, is encouraging our spouse, encouraging people in our family, encouraging our children to go, you know, Jesus does good works mm. in our life. And he can do incredible, miraculous works in our life. And we need to show up in that way. So, yeah, thoughts on that?
1: 100% agree that when you leave God, Jesus, out of it, you're, you're trying to follow your own plan, your own ways, and it's never going to work out. But God wants, I guess it it could work out. I mean, we've been going through proverbs, you know, and sometimes it seems like it works out, but if we're seeking the Lord first, he's the one that directs our steps. He's the one that can show us and help us through impossible situations that 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 we could be facing. Yeah. Or it feels that way. Sometimes it feels impossible. But God can show up and and do some some really amazing things.
0: I think for me, the last uh, barrier, maybe the last um, thing that is our consistency killer in our marriages and our relationships with other people, is holding on to something in the past. Mm. And 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 you know what? That could be. That could be, um, have you ever heard of guys talk about their glory days? Like, you know, when I was in high school, our team went to state championship and they're still holding on to an ideal that's not current reality. Mm. But I also think the other side of that is sometimes we hold things against each other.
1: Well, that that that's when bitterness is creeping in. If you're holding something that your spouse did from the past, then that that's where bitterness and then walls start building up and so you're, you're you're building up walls between you and your spouse that need to be broken down
0: need to be broken down hey let's let's recap real quick we've talked about consistency of agreement that's where our minds are on the same page we've discussed the hard things so we you know we have to practice communication we have to practice loving godly communication with each other um so that we can live out these things. What were you gonna say? Well,
1: I was just thinking you might have to carve out time specifically to talk to one another. I know you get, d- you talked about bu- the busyness. Yeah, right? you talked about business busyness, and we all have the same amount of time in a day, right, to do things. But what's more important than growing your marriage and creating, um, carving out that time for you and your spouse to. To be on the same page, to talk about those things, some and they may not even be the hard things. You you need to carve out time for just talking about the simple things as well.
0: Mm, I think I think that's that's awesome. It, it if we can't do it in the simple, we can't do it in the hard. Exactly. If we're not willing to do it in the simple, we're not willing to do it in the hard. So, you know, as we as we commit to consistency of agreement between husband and wife. You know, fight against miscommunication, overcome lack of communication, set aside time and prioritize that. All of that's great. Now, moving to consistency of application, <laughs> there are times, like if, if I were to give a couple advice, find out how to lovingly keep your partner accountable. You 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 should not have to correct every behavior I have. Mm-hmm. But there are times in this application of parenting in particular, you've had to come in and... and, and Gently correct me and say, Nathan, and I've had to do it for you mm-hmm. as well,
1: yeah.
0: what we talked about, what our goal was, what we agreed upon, you aren't living it out exactly the way that we wanted to live it out.
1: Or that came across a little too harshly, uh, or you know, just a gentle word to your spouse that, okay,
0: and, let's regroup. And if you don't know what gentle word your spouse needs in those moments of correction— it's Ask them in in the book Cherish that we're going through with Gary Thomas. He says, you know, in those moments where it seems like a spouse is getting off somewhere, ask ask the spouse, how do you want me to lovingly show you direction in this matter? Mm. And and I praise God that we found a way that we're able to to step in and go. That's not what we agreed upon. That's not what we committed to do in our, our lives and in our actions. And let's let's redirect back to what we. Prioritized as something we want to be consistent with.
1: Yeah, and that's something really important to acknowledge as well. Is that sometimes you, we do need each other to either give us that reminder or just a, hey, we need to regroup here because we both have gotten lazy. Maybe mm-hmm. is the word to use. It's and, the right word to use <laughs> um, in this matter. And so let let's regroup and let's let's get back on the the track that that we originally had discussed that we want to be on.
0: You know what? I think that is the last thing we need to end this podcast on is let's just remember we got to regroup sometimes because we've got off track Mm. and we want to get back on track. Mm. Hey friends, we hope that, that our conversation today will, will, um, give you encouragement about how you want to be in a, um, agreement, consistency of agreement and consistency of application. And and just during a short pause, Nina and I were talking about um, the importance of communication because, you know, we're talking about that 50-50 versus 100-100, right? Um, we have to work on our communication with each other to make these things and these principles come to life. So you're watching us, or I guess not watching us, but listening. us live work through these same things that we're talking about with with you all
1: thanks for listening friends to the encourage inspire podcast we really appreciate your time if you have any feedback you want to give us please drop us a message blessings
0: have a great day talk to you later